man. You feel me? What is up? Welcome to the Right Hook Podcast. We talk everything from the UFC to boxing as we get you set for the fight night this weekend and the recap of UFC 220. This is the January 26th slash 27th edition of the Right Hook Podcast, and we are happy to have you with us. My name is Max, and I'm here with my brother Taylor. My voice is still gone after 220. How's your hearing? Because I really like killed your hearing on it's, your right side. It's better than the sink. Okay. Oh, well, it sounds like a tease. Okay, so Saturday night, uh, we're watching UFC 220. We get there around nine. Now, not you're, you're there around nine. Yeah, I was I there a little there. earlier. They they uh, they had the pay per view display screen up, so I didn't. I missed some of the earlier fights, but. Yeah, about nine, nine thirty. And you got to get to the the uh, bar that we go to. Uh, doesn't charge a cover, but they don't show the fights often. It's uh, it really is kind of selection. They used to show them all the time, so it's yeah. it, we pick and choose the bigger fights they do show. And uh, so we tried getting up there a little earlier um, to catch some of the prelims. I missed some of them, but we'll we'll get into we'll get into some of the because I, I was able to recap some of it, but I I didn't get there right away. Genuinely so. was a, was a pretty low end card, except for you know the. Coleman main. I mean, we yeah. had some good. There were some good fights in there, but yeah, Samba uh, Hamasi got got knocked down. That was a that was a rough go for him. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. that was that was bad. But uh, uh, we get in there. Um, you're there with your wife and uh, mm-hmm. friend friend of yours, Jake. It was in there. We know Jake. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so we're sitting there. You know, we, we get our we get our beers. And from the jump, you know, I'm already like way tuned the fuck up for fights because it's mm-hmm. like right. it's you know. Face face the pain comes on and it's on. We're well, ready and again, for fight night. We're, to put it in perspective, we are literally right down the road from where the champ lives. Like right down the road. We're we're this is is that Stepe country. Yeah, we're a little biased. We we do we love Stepe. Right. Although it, it it's it's it is biased, but the guy the guy is is uh is as you can see is transcending to be a fan favorite easily um amongst uh, the UFC. Um, and we'll get into that here as we go along, but we get in there and, uh, we get our pitchers of beer and everything. And I'm already, you can tell I'm poor Taylor's ear. I'm yelling and shit in the side of his ear and stuff. And it, it, it got, it got crazy. Well, we're watching at one point I get up to go take a piss and I, I don't know. Did you tell me, or did I tell you, did you tell me we were, well, so I went, I went up, um, we went, we were sitting there. I went uh, between one of the matches. I went to go. It was take around the co-main event. It, yeah, it, it was doesn't right, matter. It was right before it. And I, I was uh, trying to take a piss before because I was like, I'm not going during the... I walk in and just the fucking sink is ripped out of the wall. And I mean, the water's still going everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I got to piss. So I walked right <laughs> past that thing. Meanwhile, and, uh, there's fucking water all I'm over. I'm and I come in and this one guy's like... He's, he comes up with the manager. He's like, listen, man, I, re- I respect you. Why the fuck would you say that? For That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. He's like, I respect you. I just wanted to let you know that I didn't do it. And the manager's or owner, I, I assume it might be the owner, was pissed. Oh, I bet. And here I am. I'm done taking a piss. I go, oh, I could wash my hands. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm grabbing the soap and kind of just, you know, putting my hand out to. Wow. And the sinks, the way this this bar is set up is the two sinks, there's, there's a stall and then there's like five urinals and then back behind or uh, on the other side is two sinks. Right. And they're literally That was like, two sinks. <laughs> was two mm-hmm. sinks. They're literally like right next to each right. other so, yeah it was, so this uh, is going on while you're trying to wash your hands well the guy's like who's who he's like did you know who did this and meanwhile i'm going i'm, I'm pushing the 
the uh, paper towel thing in. I'm like, pardon me, guys. You're going to throw it in the garbage. I almost yeah. missed the, the garbage. <laughs> would have felt like an asshole walking away after well, that. And then um, I'm thinking about it Monday, and I'm like, I'm surprised I didn't think it was us because holy shit, were we loud. And it wasn't like, well, we, and I was drinking. I mean, I, mean, I was drinking at the end. I there, was drinking. There might have been good. somebody who did it. I yeah, I, not naming names, but there, there was, a, <laughs> there was a, big, a big problem that could have been. He just showed up. I didn't know. I didn't know. Where. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, so we come back, and, I'm, and I literally then I go. He, Taylor comes back to the table. He tells me he's like, "Hey, guess what? Somebody ripped the fucking sink out of the wall." I'm like, "You're shitting me." I go. So I'm like, "All right, I gotta go take a piss." It was between the Vulcan match. Yeah, it must have been Vulcan yeah. and uh, or right around. It was either in between, whatever. So I go back take a piss, and I'm like, "He ain't shitting me. Somebody ripped the fucking sink out of this thing." Out of this deal. Like, holy fuck. Was it off at that point? Because, I mean, this yeah, team was... Okay, it, was they going cleaned with. it up fast, too. Whoever whoever we might know was in there yeah, fucking I'm around. not saying anything. I ain't saying shit. Yeah, so... But the nice thing is, it wasn't any of us. No. So, and we're, we're guessing at this point, but the nice thing is, it for sure wasn't us. I did use the sink, to be fair, after it was broken on the ground, but <laughs> the water was spurting everywhere, and somebody else is using the other sink. I mean, I gotta wash my hands. Yeah. It's all about being sanitary. So, um... But... That's not even the craziest part. Oh, Did you hear about man. today's news? Oh, the best news of the day. Unreal. It, I'm so jacked about right, this, I want to hear. Okay, you got to okay. tell me. You got to tell me, and I'm going to tell you if okay. it's the right thing. Okay, we are officially on iTunes. Okay, that's not what it was. <laughs> but that's, that's better than I, what I was going to say. I have say. no idea. Like, uh, okay, so Taylor tells me this morning, he's like, and we've already done an episode, and, and uh, we had it on the SoundCloud. You can follow us also on SoundCloud. We also have the Patreon on there, and we have all the list of social medias, too. We'll get into that here in a second. Sorry. Um, so we're, we're, we're uh, so this morning, you, t- you messaged me at like uh, 7.30 in the morning. You say, hey, guess what? We're on iTunes. I'm right. like, no shit. Yeah. And I felt like we made it because I'm like, oh, they accepted us. I mean, sure shit. Logo's up there. Mm-hmm. Explicit label. They're, we're on there. Sure. I, I don't know what kind of rigmarole you had to go through to get, get us on. It, it the uh, Providing the RSS feed was kind of troublesome uh, because you had to, in SoundCloud, you had to enable it. And I didn't know that. And I was like, man, what? When I originally did, I was like, what is going on? I found it finally on, like, page six of a form that somebody's like, hey, idiot, you got to enable the, the RSS feed. And I go, all right, so I did that, and I went. I was like, "Why wasn't that allowed?" And I'm not super tech savvy, like you know, any of that stuff. But I'm like, you're, you're "Why would that I'm... be automatically on there?" I don't get it. Yeah, I was gonna say that that's odd for for it to not be automatically posted on. I and when you said that, I was just like, "That was the only thing is getting the RSS feed on." There. I don't know shit, but it was just that was the one thing that had to be right on there that we had in order to go forward. Right. So. I, and you see me this morning. I'm like, fucking right, we're on. Well, this is great, cool. Pod, we're official. So it was like the news of the day, but no, that got trumped. <laughs> Did you know that they're bringing back the XFL? <laughs> yes. And and I think McMahon, yeah. he's yeah. not the face of it, but it's a hundred. I think he's putting in a hundred million dollars for this. But they're making it more safe. Did you see the video for it? I, you know what's ironic is the guy that is in. The WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment, is trying to make football safe. Do you find that ironic? Well, especially because the original one, it's two <laughs> men running to the 50-yard line to get a ball, and they're beating the shit out of each other. Listen, I would have been happy if this was WWE, yeah. but football, like if it was just all staged and shit, yeah. like how crazy would that be? <laughs> well, that they were talking be- about that, and I was thinking, thinking about that today. I'm like, so they're going to shorten it down to two hours. Okay, and they're going to shorten a halftime down or whatever. They're, okay, yeah, I don't smart. know, commercials. I don't know what they're going to do. They said that the game's going to be a little bit more efficient. Mm-hmm. 
can't have felons and all that. I'm like, well, fuck this. I would just do like. Oh, I would want all felons. I want it to be. Do... I want it to be the underground <laughs> football. <laughs> we were talking about it today. You might as well let guys juice up on the sidelines. Hell, they should have fights between the fucking. Yeah, the fucking, this should uh, be blitz. But, <laughs> yes, but I you said know. that yesterday. It's funny you say that. Yeah, it needs. I mean, you want to make it good. I mean, I want to see somebody get pile drive on third well, down. And I have no idea how you. Because remember the first act, and we'll get to the, we'll get to the UFC here in a second. Sorry, but the uh, remember the 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 original XFL was so ridiculous because they said, well, it's going to be different than your regular football. Than your you know right. almost like they're a bunch of pansies playing in the NFL. And, right, people and, could have whatever the fuck they want as their last name. Right, and, so it was know. kind of a it was like a bunch of renegades out there, and then it just it flopped. It was hard. Right. It, it flopped hardcore, and he'd admit that Vince McMahon would admit that. Well, McMahon shelling out his own money too for this whole deal. Yeah, he he did not want the XFL gone. Uh, I think he's uh, – whoever he signed with, NBC or whatever, they pulled out. But he did not want the XFL gone. Oh, that 30 for 30 it, was pretty good on it. Yeah. I missed it. Yeah. You know, I, no, I that was exactly it. it too. They it? ended up – yeah, because the NBC was like, okay, yeah, I don't think we can do this no more. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see. At least he's given himself some time. Uh, 2020 is, I guess, the – Smart. Is the date – or is the – I'm sorry, the, the year – uh, on the calendar in which we're going to see the next yeah, version I think, of the I, I XFL. Assume, I assume, and I don't want to touch on the XFL because there's so much news, but sorry, I couldn't <laughs> no, help it. But no, right. I want to say that February they're going to start kick, kicking off. Uh, so, I mean, that makes the most sense if you're going to do Well, that's anything. the other thing that they're going to have to figure out. So you you lose into uh, the NFL season, you lose the NFL and go right into the XFL. Makes sense. I, you know, who it's knows? It's the smartest time to do it. Yeah, and it's going to be intriguing to see what they do with it. So I... I don't know. Well, I, you know, there was a hole they ran earlier. Are you going to watch the XFL? I think there was 70% said no. I don't know. Damn. <laughs> I don't know what kind of fucking what kind of middle up. finger is that? <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Who knows? Yeah. Um, all right. So other really crazy news. First of all, we'll give you the uh, Twitter feed. Uh, it's, if you want to follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, we have those up on the Patreon. Actually, go ahead and explain the Patreon real quick. So, uh Currently, we're not doing any ads. I don't know if we're going to do any ads going forward, but uh, if you want to catch us at uh, The Right Hook on Patreon, that's um, again, that's going to be how we gauge uh, the excitement for the site. Um, and we, we have goals like, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're trying to work on video, but uh, video can be very costly. So um, the original setup has, has cost a little bit of money. So we in order to do video, uh, we're going to need a little bit of support. Uh, so if you want to go on there, uh, The Right Hook, we appreciate you. First of all, we appreciate you just listening. But, Absolutely. Um, if you if you are nice enough to donate anything, that'd be a huge help. Uh, we just appreciate you listening. So uh, like again, it's the right hook on Patreon, uh, and yeah, that's and uh, on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us. It's going to be T R H underscore podcast, and that's going to be at Twitter and Instagram. We have uh, zero followers. Um, I haven't followed us. <laughs> Haven't followed us yet. You know, uh, is it bad that I haven't yet? You well, no. And you called an audible because we were going to go after some people Saturday night, and you said, "Nah, uh don't do it." Yeah. First of all, the sink got enough of a beating. We didn't. Do, I'm going to continue to say we did not beat up a sink. Uh, See, I'm still. My voice is still. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a shot. I'm gonna take a shot real quick. This is. This is shitty, but. I think the sink had uh, a better takedown defense than uh, than uh, Francis and Ooh, that's rough. But I I think you're right. I'm sorry. That's shitty. That's, uh, it didn't get as gassed either. No. Ah, uh, man. All right. Well, let's get into uh, UFC 212. You know what? Actually, before we do that, let's get into some of the news and notes. Um, found out this afternoon, huge news in the UFC. Speaking on uh, the heavyweight division, uh, Stipe Miocic has a suit. Uh, a a 
has a uh, what what do you want to call it? And not an opponent, but a I would say an equal to him uh, for uh, UFC 226 in Las Vegas coming up in International Fight Week. Yeah, that, you know Miocic is definitely going to be the underdog in that. I I don't know. As uh, we uh, heard earlier this evening, Stipe is going to be fighting the light heavyweight champion of the world in Daniel Cormier. You, which... do, you, do you think he's going to be the underdog? Honestly, I, I, I'm going to me personally. I have my own thought on it, but. All right. So you're going to kill me for this. Chael Sonnen predicted this was going to happen. And I know, first of all, Chael's hilarious. And he's that very was, good at what he does. He is very good at what, very he, good does. what he does. Um, there was a snippet and I may post it on uh, Twitter. I know I may start doing that. I may mm-hmm. start posting that. I'll, we have a couple other uh, videos that we found this week that I want to post on our Twitter that were interesting. Um. So he predicted that this was going to happen because, one, um, first of all, 2018, we were just assuming that there was going to be some crazy shit in the UFC. At one point, we were hearing there could be four interim belts. Um, not not just, just, again, estimating that, you know, people are out. I mean, look at the middleweight division right now as in fucking as a mess. Oh, it's rough, yeah. You know, I, we were just talking about that the other day, and, and we'll get in onto that here in a moment as well. Um, Amanda Nunez, I think that fight's going to happen. Amanda Nunez and... Uh, and uh, um, Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah, I believe that's going to happen too. Um, but we get our first domino to fall, and it's going to be International Fight Week, which is odd. July 7th in, in uh, at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, it's going to be Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier, which is interesting. And I think it was uh, uh, Brent Nakamoto tweeted tonight, he said that's a, a card that they're also targeting, the TJ Dillashaw and Demetrius Johnson fight. Ooh, what a weird one. I think he teased it. I think he said that that's one that would fit well on that card. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, if you don't hear a straight from the horse's mouth, no. it's one of those things where it's like, it sounds good, but, you know. Well, and it, I, I don't know if, again, they got to come to terms on it. Uh, Dillashaw is is ready for it. Um, and Demetrius has talked a little bit this week. Demetrius was saying, you know, you know, the, I'd agree to it. Um, it, it, it's something that interests me, but again, he has to, he, uh, TJ, he's referring to TJ. He has to, he has to, uh, you know, again, it comes back to what's my opponent doing to carry this fight. They think that, that, uh, they want to stack this card if they get this together, which I think they will. Right. But I think he, he almost wants to see TJ fight one more fight before actually coming into, which I, you know, and I'm not really sure. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the 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 Stipe fight was a surprise. That was that escalated really quickly. Lost a whole page of notes because of that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. When I'm writing stuff down, I go, "Well, oh, this is an interesting thing to talk about." Well, that's all out the window. So immediately from uh, when I left uh, UPS, um, it was rumors are and they're in talks about DC and Stipe fighting, and I'm like, "Okay, cool." Well, we kind of assumed that, and they were gauging. Right. I, we felt like they were gauging the fans Sunday. Um, or well, Saturday night, I should say, into Sunday. Right. Um, of hey, would you be interested maybe in seeing DC? You know, they really hinted at it. You know, the UFC's a, a they have a smart business plan with this, where they sit there and they say, hey, you know, let's gauge and see what the fans want. The fans did want the Conor McGregor um, Mayweather fight, and they gave it to him. And the same thing here, you're seeing where it's like, okay, you know. This is the same the same thing where it's like, yeah, you know what? It would be interesting to see what would DC do against a guy in the baddest man on the planet in Stipe Miocic, and you know it's it's really an intriguing matchup because it's not Kane, 
and it's not Verdum, and Verdum's always lobbying for a title fight. Verdum could lose his next two fights and still be lobbying for a title well, fight. Well, here's my thought. Um, what's the more attractive fight? Mm-hmm. Steve A versus DC. Absolutely. Everybody wants to see that. Absolutely. Who deserves it more? Well, that's a hard argument. Again, because DC's fought at heavyweight. But, again, DC doesn't have really much going on at light heavyweight unless John Jones comes back, and, and that's an op- that's a possibility. But well, you do feel a little bad for Verdum. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Verdum did lose. It was a kind of a fluke. You did. I don't want to say fluke. That's the wrong word. But, well, we talked about that last week. We, we were saying that you think that that's the one guy that poses the absolute most trouble for a guy like Stipe. And, and, and to be honest with you, anybody. I mean, really. And, and, you know, Verdum, I watched it again. Verdum is a guy that I feel like the first round getting tagged by Stipe. Great, great knockout by Stipe. I'm not going to take it that away from him. Um, but I do feel like that fight went... Uh, I think that if we would do it back again, I think it would be a different story. I think Stipe still comes away with it, but I mean, I, I think Verdum just, he, he's a very unpredictable fighter, came at the guy at the wrong time and got knocked out. I would like to see what would happen if they went at it again, but I mean, again, more attractive if DC versus, versus Stipe, you know. Sure. But, uh, well, and, and, and we'll go through the murderer's row here, and uh that is where we stand in 2018. The UFC is a business. Right. They have to look at after their business and trying to promote what's best for business. Is this is this bad, though, for both divisions that you're going to have two divisions battle it out? Well, here's what I'm thinking here. So you assume that, okay, maybe DC's done. Maybe DC says, I'm done with the lightweight division. Or the light heavyweight. I'm sorry, lightweight. I keep doing that. Light heavyweight division. And... And I'm going to pose this this way to you. So maybe he says, I'm done, and, and I'll take after this fight, I'll take a fight against somebody, I don't know, who knows? I mean, it, you can do almost anything. You can do something crazy. You know, you, he can fight Kane after this. I, you know, I'm, that's unrealistic. But I'm, I'm just saying, right, yeah. you know, he can take a fight. At sure. this point, he's already given himself, uh, he said Sunday, he's going to give himself a year. He, that's soft. He just says, I, I, I think by, by 2000, what was it, 2019, he says, I'm done. March, March of 2019, I'm right. done. And I say, okay, well, that's, hey, all right, you know, he, he's going to give himself that time. That's fine. You're going to fight Steve Bay. That's official. Sure. And then, you know, he can kind of take what he wants. Here's what's intriguing from that, from that point, which you just mentioned. What they might have been doing is freeing that up for John Jones now to come back. Hmm. And if that's the case, then we're probably going to see John Jones back against Alexander Gustafson to fight it out for the light heavyweight championship. Can I throw another idea out there? I And again, uh, we're way off because right. John Jones isn't even, I mean, we're not even talking about this right now. I know. It's fun to speculate. It is. Only for the fact that DC is going to retire. Mm-hmm. And that division isn't particularly, it, it's it's not, a, it, and not knocking the division per se, but there's not a lot of action. There's not a lot of intrigue Absolutely. right now to say, okay, yeah, Jimmy Manoway, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anybody that I would want to see match. You know, Gustafson in DC, I definitely would like to see again. Uh, that yeah, would be interesting. Sure. But it's, you know, it's not anything crazy. Um we've seen Jones and Cormier, and I know Jones would like to have that back. Jones is pissed. I know he'd like to have that back. And Cormier would love to have a shot at John Jones to be able to to get that demon off his back and and be able to uh you know, get past it. Because even after the pre- post uh fight interview, he mentioned John Jones. Can I say something really quick on on the John Jones thing? If 
let's theoretically say John Jones comes back later this year. Sure. Some, somehow, just hypothetically. I, I don't know the whole speculation of it. Absolutely. Um, he comes back. Does Is it possible that maybe instead of going after Gustafson, he somehow fights the winner? of Because he can jump to heavyweight. Now, that's another really interesting one. And from right after they had a fight lined up initially to have John Jones face Stipe, yep. that was going to be one that was going to take place. Last year. And it was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that fight was going to take place in 2018. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, they talked about it last year. Yeah, but, right. right. That was, that was uh, and, and I was thinking about it. I was uh, thinking about it. Man, that card was loaded. That was uh, Cyborg. Yeah, it was. And uh, then on the undercard was uh, Maya and Tyron Woodley. And... It, is he on the undercard? I can't remember. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm sorry. Uh, the co-main. co-main I was going to say, I was like, yeah, man, yeah, what Jesus. happened? Yeah, Dana the... really doesn't like Tyron Woodley. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, oh, right, yeah, yeah, that was co-main. That's and right, then right, uh, right. Jones-Cormier sorry. was, yeah. And then uh, they they uh, they they uh, went on about, and they, they uh, bandied about the idea of, hey, it could be John. And John Jones then came right out and said, Hey Brock Lesnar, you want to ch- you know? I'm not saying this uh, verbatim, but he said, "Yeah, if you want to see what what somebody 30 pounds less than you can do, you know, it, and that yeah, fight's that was, another that fight a, that, that could be talk, right? could be talked about." Sure. So you do have options um, if the division kind of goes around. And right now, again, there's a few divisions that are tied up that are, I don't know, in, in a really weird place. Um, you want to talk about a weird place? Let's just let's go back down the theoretical train. Okay. Okay. Let's say. Let's say Stipe play fights DC. Okay. DC. Let's just say John Jones comes back. Let's say DC's done. John Jones says, "I want to have my. I want to take a shot at this guy. Because at this moment, if he beats DC of 2018, Stipe is the guy of 2018. He is the guy that you go, look at this guy. He's incredible right now. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, let's say he fights Jones. Let's say he beats Jones somehow." Let's say that happens, which I still think could, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, again, we're going down this crazy train. And then Brock Lesnar comes back. Suddenly, you have a guy who potentially, and again, speculating, I mean, that's a hell of a, I mean, I feel bad for Stipe that this would be a, a path that I'm, I'm picking for him, but Jesus, if you win all those fights, you'd make the argument that it's like, this is your greatest fighter in UFC history. This is the greatest fighter ever. I mean, I mean, yeah. He went through, Again, he went through every. He went through Brock Lesnar. He went through John Jones. He went through Daniel. Kwan. I mean, holy! This is crazy talk. I'm just. You, I just. You this know. Is me. You this know is damn me. well that the the Kane Velasquez fans will be like, you know, though he didn't beat Kane. I know. I know. You and, know damn and, well. He yeah. Didn't. <laughs> I'm already hearing that bullshit. If you heard I, I after, if you heard yeah. after the the Ngadu fight, yeah, it was everybody going, well, he hasn't fought Kane yet. Well, well, Kane. Kane has to come back first before this can happen. So it was kind of a it was a tide of people. There was uh, the casual fans, and we love the casual fans. Um, you know, like we were talking about last week, you need those people there. Oh man, the guy next to us who who couldn't pronounce like half the fighters' names again. I mean, he was way off. I mean, yeah. it's okay if you're like close. There's times where I'll screw up a name. Obviously, you know, it's there's a lot of people in the UFC, but this guy wasn't even close. And I'm, I mean, it's I'm happy as hell to see him come out and watch fights. You know, it's it's good base, but. Whew. Yeah, they, I, they there was a there was some casual folk there, um, but everybody kind of knew who it's we were. It's safe to say that we were rooting. the most obnoxious in that bar. Uh, yes, and I was right next to you. Sorry, that's okay. We yeah. we I kept apologizing to the lady behind us because I bumped her. She was she was just as into it, you know. But I felt bad knocking into her. Wasn't that amazing too? Strong style, little little gym in in Independence or in. Uh, Did you want to get into the fight? 
Well, you know, bef- uh, there was one other thing I was trying. One other comment. Uh, so, and I guess we can parlay it into it. The uh, the tide of fans where, and you know what? Yeah, let's get into to uh, UFC two twenty here. Um, so it was uh, the undercard wasn't wasn't bad. Okay, so and we'll get into the to the co-main in the main event here in a second because uh, I do want to parlay off of the, I guess critics and. Uh, Comments after from uh, everybody on YouTube and or, or lack uh, of comments from certain people. Yeah, yeah, there was there was some people that uh, had some long flights home, uh, probably getting their Twitter page blown up uh, over. Pretty safe to say that that happened. Yeah, yeah, a few going back to Los Angeles uh, were having probably uh, a nice uh, plane trip back home and uh, having their Twitter blown up by uh, people that were coming from. <laughs> Safe to say. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, but okay, so UFC 220 started off. Um, man, okay, f- fucking Rob Font, Vin- vintage. Am I gonna say vintage Rob Font? Rob has that ability. That's the scary thing about it. That was a good. And you know what's funny is that was a fight that we sat there and went, feel. I'm. I'm we're, we were almost anticipating, and we love Rob Font. Oh, absolutely. We, we were anticipating yeah. this to go south. Yeah. And the command he had in that fight. Well, and we even said it. Almeida shouldn't be ranked 10th. Or where was Almeida ranked 8th? Uh, Almeida, Seven? I believe, was 10th. Oh, 10th. Uh, Rob was 15th. And he's, he's only had two yeah, losses, sorry. and they've been. Well, yeah. You, you you said last week when you went through the whole gauntlet of guys he's right. fought. I mean, it, they're no they're not nobodies. Uh, Almeida's been... Uh, he he was a he was a, a a good prospect. Um, they're still trying to figure out, I guess, what he is. Sure. Uh, last year, Rob Font was a tale. Like I said last week, it's a tale of two Rob Fonts. Uh, we saw a tremendous against uh, the kid Da Silva, um, last year on that Romero Whitaker card. Yep. And then he goes out and loses, and it's the and, and it's like you know I I feel like we haven't seen the best of Rob Font, and it was so exciting because from the from the jump he controlled that fight. He was on it, and he was so precise, accurate, and Almeida. There was a few times Almeida he could have got Almeida out of there. Almeida looked very lost, hmm. and it was and was it was a very different fight overall. We thought that Almeida was gonna they were gonna exchange. We figured it out that in the first round, and it was very, it was back and forth. It was that first round went to Fon. Obviously, I, he he didn't Absolutely. he did a great job of of really bringing the pressure. And then it and then in that second round, we were waiting to see. Okay, when does the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu of Thomas Almeida come into play, and when does he eventually bring the takedown and then ends the momentum here of Rob Font? We didn't see that. No, we saw Rob Font. He was just absolutely from the word go was on. It was on it. It was there was no way. That Rob Font was going to lose on Saturday night in front of his hometown crowd. He had a chip on his shoulder and was very aggressive. When we sat at the bar talking about it, getting ready for the fight, you know, that was one thing he brought up was like, this is his hometown. This is this is gonna be the time where we're gonna see him at his best. Because he's gonna want to perform at his best. You know? Um Well it was one of those fights that we we I felt I, it was weird. It was almost like an omen fight. Yeah. Like I watched it, I saw him, I saw Rob Font win, and I go, this might be a good night for us. Because again, it's the biasness of, of being in the Cleveland area, but you did, you. It was just a weird feeling, and it was good for Rob Font. It was also good for your, one of your DraftKings. Yeah, well, why yeah. do I keep bringing them up? I like, know we're, we're not sponsored by them. What am I no, doing? No, it was, uh, you know, I went, I went for Rob, and then I, I parlayed one against Rob because I was just like, I should have made, I, I should have. You know, I had, I, really I had have. confidence, but I was just, it was, there was no balls in it. 
Yeah, that's all right. Well, I was like, I wanted you, you win. Know, you you win against your heart, which that's that's understandable. Yeah, when, you know, money's I, on the line because I do really really like the makeup of Rob Fine. I just didn't think stylistically this was a good fight for him. I didn't remember we were saying as soon as it got announced, it was like Rob Font, Boston card, great, sure. and it's Thomas Almeida. I'm like, oh fuck. Right. Now the next car. Now the next fight they're they're thinking about, or some of the names that have uh, been thrown out there, is Cub Swanson. What do you think of that? Um, I like Cub Swanson. I really do. Um, that's a fight that I'm still. I really like Cub Swanson. I pull for Rob Font because I think Cub again coming off that T City loss. That's a that's a solid loss. Yeah. T City at the point of where Ortega is right now. Is a solid loss. And they replayed that the other night. Man, I'll tell you what. There was a few times that Cub Swanson looked looked real good where he he, he, he was tagging uh Brian Ortega. Sure. But then I'll tell you what, Brian Ortega not afraid to get in there. And then What a weird way to win too. Like just the way that he he read the situation mm-hmm. on on Swanson. It was uh He has it, a very unorthodox movement. It was. It was very interesting. At least to me he does. And a very genuine I like him because he's very genuine. Uh, overall, T City. Uh, we'll cup Swanson is too. But going back to Swanson versus Font, you got. I to me personally, I'm gonna pull for Font. I like Swanson. Uh, you know, he he's a great guy. He's uh he's had a hell of a career. But it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like he's on the back nine sure. at this point. Um, and again, I, I think that'll make for an interesting fight. Again, what Rob Font are we gonna get that night? Well, that's the thing. And that has to be – and I liked Rob after the after uh, uh, after the fight. He said, I can't wait to get back in there. Right. And that's um, that's that's why we love Rob fucking Font, man. That dude can get after it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was entertaining back and forth in that first round. And obviously, like we said, the, the first round went to, went to Rob. And then, you know, you were just waiting for Thomas Almeida, and it just didn't happen. No. Um, another fight, boy, we get strong, the Hurricane. Hurricane didn't uh, – he had his moments – and uh, he looked like because he he hasn't fought in a little while. He looked like it, right. He hasn't been. He's it's been a little while, hasn't it? I yeah. I was trying to remember the uh, last fight he was in the other night. He, he looked off. Well, and it was tough because his hands were down. And uh, yeah, man, he was taking a lot of shots. A lot of shots. Calvin was on point. Right. Calvin was accurate and was able to get him out of there quick. Um, and then we had. Uh, the one that really kind of threw me, because I, I was on uh, Bleacher Report the other day, really threw me for uh, a loop. They had winners and losers. They had, um, I'm trying to think of the third fight that was that night. Um, uh, who was it? It was uh, uh, Barroso. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah, shit. Um, oh, it, it was... Um, uh, New York's gonna hate us. Yeah, Long, um, Longo's gym. Jesus, yeah. I know. Why am I? Why am I drawing a blank right now? <laughs> people, people are gonna be somebody's this. throwing their D on the ground right now in anger. <laughs> My God. Hey, uh-huh. so by the way, shout out to um our boy Ally Quinta. I'm getting a really good deal. Apparently, he says it's three times better than his last one. We need more. Where in the fuck is Ally Quinta? We He's, need more Ally Quinta. We're see him against Felder in 223. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm I very can't excited wait. for that. I got my glove all signed, ready. <laughs> I'm going to bring that fucker to uh, wherever we go. But, yeah, kudos to him. Oh, it's, good that he, it's good that he doesn't have to uh, – he uh, he got the contract that he wanted, or I believe that he wanted. And if not, who cares? He's going to go sell houses, so it's fine. <laughs> that was back and forth. The guy is so interesting. I mean, Best he's so thing. dangerous. And in a division that's just kind of fucked, but he doesn't really care. He's like, ah, you know, it is what it is. He's almost like, uh, he's almost like the black beast of the fucking, 
uh, lightweight division. Where he's like, ah, yeah, I don't care. I was thinking about this the other day. It would be fun to see him in Masvidal. Oh my God, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, and I'm like, I, I don't know. That's one of those fights where it's like, fuck, I like I don't Masvidal, know. too. You know, God, tough. yeah, I do, too. God, but yeah, you know Masvidal's what? I, I, like, I like a lot of fighters, so it's hard yeah. to see any of them. You know, and... No, and that's the thing. Like, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, well, and even you said it. You are like, fuck, I mean, Rose is fighting... Um, Joanna, yeah, Joanna, and it's like, ah, oh, man, you know, but I, we're, I mean, there's no one in that division that's but outside Young Jacek and, and Nami Yunus. Yeah, yeah to running it back, not, and yeah. uh, that was great. And on somebody's podcast this week, because you won't let me do that, uh, great interview with uh, Thug well, Rose. Well, you know, you get you very do, interesting. You do interview. give uh, you do give uh, Joe Joe the thing about Joe I like is he is. He gets. He can get whoever he wants. John Volante, by the way. Sorry, and he's, I meant Volante. to say that. Yeah, yes, I, I feel. Talk, I do want to talk about Volante, but oh man, Rogan. I, Rogan's well, a, Rogan. I like because first of all, he's he's great at what he does uh, as a commentator, and I like. I do like his interviews when he can get certain people in. I liked um, his interview with uh, Kyle Moriarty, and that's one guy that everybody's like, "Who?" I like Kyle Moriarty, but it's. I like how he diverse he goes to people that you might not know or might not hear or even people you do and it are you talking about ufc wise or are you saying just in general even usc or in general oh, i was gonna say yeah i um, will listen to him depending on who he has on um i'll listen to both well now depending on what brendan shop calls it the mma whatever the fuck he wants to call it our or whatever sure. the joe rogan experience mma sure. He he just wants he wants an excuse to use that nice money. <laughs> I was gonna yeah nice. he yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um and then uh and they had uh Rosemont Yunus was on his podcast this week uh, along with Pat Barry. Pat Barry's the best. I gotta listen to that. Goddamn Pat Barry needs to have a I don't know if he does and because I I haven't searched it should. extremely through but sure. I I don't know of him. He needs to have a podcast with uh, Rose. I think that would be tremendous. That would be fun. Um I it's maybe a video blog or something I don't know. I don't know. Rose is entertaining. Very interesting character. She is. I, I like her a lot. I you know and it was I one say of those that, that with the most respect. She um when she beat uh, Joanna, you and I were like whoa, like it blew us away. Yeah. But well, that was us, another fight where we sat there and we're like, man, that was a know, night of Rose. crazy, mm. crazy fights. But you know, good, good for her. In hindsight, now I look back and I go, it's a good person to lose to because I like Rose a lot. I think she's she's got a lot of potential. Sure. That that could be if Rose somehow loses to um, Joanna. No doubt. Yeah. You have a trilogy fight. Yeah, especially which if I it's think the UFC right now with the way that they're really going, needs it. <laughs> maybe really? I don't. Who knows at this point? I, I, you know, it, it. But that, that was a, uh, that was a crazy uh, interview. Well, not a crazy interview. It was an interesting interview. Um, because uh, I think, uh, you know, depending on how you view Rose, you may think, well, she's crazy. She's not right there. She's very down to earth, mm-hmm. and it was, it was just a real good insight on on Rose Monty Yunus. Mm-hmm. So I thought that they did a nice job, and Pat Berry's hilarious. You know who did a nice job? Volante. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring this back around. Sorry, John Volante. Oh. You know, he, you know, I was on. a powerful mother effort. Well, and he did what he wanted to. And the and the frustrating thing is he could have won the fight several times, too, and you saw that he was very disappointed. Can I say, yeah, can I say, that's not a split decision. No. And that's no, a bullshit call. And we looked at each other, and we were like, I, I don't know yeah. where they were, if they were watching the same he, fucking he, fight. He's looking around, too. He's wondering, yeah. you know. Shout out to Chris Weidman too uh, on the coaching side. Yeah, yeah, he was up. I, <laughs> I looked over. I was like, "What?" Goddamn, Chris it threw Weidman. me off. I was like, "Hey, uh, Chris Weidman out there." Yeah, it was. He he won that fight convincingly. Yeah, uh, I, I think that so being too. a split decision is is a damn shame. And I know 
he was frustrated about that. Well, Bleacher Report did a thing. They said winners and losers, and they thought, well, John Volante, the loser. And I'm like, no. I, yeah, I mean, he yeah. had a great night. Unfortunately, the decision didn't go his way. Well, you know, I, ideally it did, but it just, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, I, it just, it, it wasn't the win that he wanted, sure. I guess, specifically. And I that's think, frustrating. I think even somebody like Big Red, uh, Dana White. Yeah. Uh, he almost had two losses this weekend. Nagano, his boy Nagano and uh, the Patriots. Patriots almost lost. That would have been, uh, that would have been a horrific weekend. Big for... Red would have been big white. His, his, all of his color would have been washed from his face after that. I can't imagine what the uh, white household oh, would have been. Yeah, big... <laughs> wow, it all came full circle. How about that? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah, you know, again, it, 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 that fight to me was one. It, there was a lot of, if you are if you don't follow the UFC a lot, there is a lot of fighters on this card that you're like, who? Lante, who is this? But I was talking to Jake. I said, what was the most impo- uh, interesting fight? Mm-hmm. And he said that one. He said, for some reason. And Jake's a, Jake knows the fighters, but he doesn't know. You know, he just comes out and has drinks or whatever. But uh, to me, he thought that was the most interesting one. It's fun seeing somebody go how did how was that a split decision to somebody like that so even yeah. him who doesn't pay attention that much to ufc was just baffled there for the hell of it yeah and he was baffled by the score so i think it was a good win overall i think that dana white himself would agree that that was unanimous and i think it won't hurt him overall yeah we didn't hear much of dana post no, we didn't hear much of dana that. post at all yeah i wonder why yeah with good reason right. by the way bt devs um another um Another fight that is uh, scheduled too, and that I want to get in um, initially. I cringe. I don't know if you heard this. Um, and he's got balls. I'll tell you what. They John Kavanaugh came out and said uh, that uh, Gunny Gunner Nelson gonna fight. Ooh, uh, I love Gunner Nelson. <laughs> me too. He is unfortunately gonna fight uh, Darren Till. Ooh. Yeah, I was my right. same. Uh, that was my nice. same response at six o'clock this morning when I'm like, who? Oh, he's okay. I mean. It's not selling Gunnar Nelson short. He has the tools to do it. Yeah. Um, he Darren does. Till is on another level. Well, and again, Darren Till came off of a – this was a fight that Darren Till should to, – to everybody's credit, even my own, I was like, yeah, Darren Till, this is going to be an easy win for, for – Donald Trump. Yeah, it was an easy – Cowboy was going to go in there and just knock him out. And to watch Till win in such convincing fashion – I was at a wedding and came out and I was like – Looked down at my phone. I was like, "What?" It's like Darren Till won. And I had to go back and watch it. And man, props to him. That is that's not an easy win. And Gunnar Nelson's not going to be an easy win for him if if uh, if it ends up going that way. But I mean, wow, that's a good that's a good pick. I, I'm happy to hear that. Gunnar Nelson. I like Gunnar Nelson a lot. Yeah. That that'll be a tough one. But like you said, Darren Till. I feel like is he's riding the train and he should. He deserves it. And I think he is a next level fighter. This could be a guy who. Really, we're gonna look at a year from now and go, "Wow, look at where he came from." And and you like how I just decided to stick a fight in between a card in which made no sense anyway. That's okay. It gives us <laughs> excuse to talk about uh, Darren Till and, and Gunnar Nelson. Our news and notes. This is where it went after the announcement of Steve A. And people are gonna think me. I'm crazy though. Every fighter you bring, I love that guy. Oh, I love that guy. Where is he? Somebody I hate. <laughs> Ozdemir, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, oh, fine. man. He's well, fine. and that's the next fight we'll get into. Uh, Volkan Ozdemir, uh, coming into the fight, you heard um, well, a year ago he, won, he wasn't in, really in the UFC at all. And right. you you saw what uh, Daniel Cormier, and we had touched on it, you, even with the Stipe fight. And we, and we mentioned it a little bit in the podcast last week. These are two contenders that jumped the queue, in our opinion. Easily. 
that are fighting guys on different different levels. It's what DC said, exactly Absolutely, what you right? just said. Yeah. It, and that's the thing with, with uh, Volkan Ozdemir is he worked himself into this fight, squeaky wheel gets to grease, mm-hmm. and was able to get into this fight. To be fair, his game plan going in wasn't necessarily the worst. I mean, it was a, it, going in there and trying to, you know, go in guns blazing against a guy like DC mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a bad idea. The problem is if he can weather the storm, DC is a guy who can go the distance. So if you sure. wear yourself out, and we will talk about wearing yourself out here shortly, <laughs> uh, it'll backfire, and that's what happened with Ozdemir. You know, he, he had DC in trouble in uh, he and it's, there was a sequence in the fight he had DC in some trouble. DC didn't. There was really just no resistance. I mean, there it was. DC looked very vintage, didn't in, in my opinion? Didn't you think? He looked I mean, strangely calm in that fight. I he knew it. There there is something about Daniel Cormier that and and he said it this week even too. He said I had pictured it as it the belt was up for grabs. Like in other words, I, obviously the belt was up for grabs. It was a championship fight, but he had, he had said it as I'm not the champion. This belt is basically I've lost it to John Jones. Sure. The belt is up for grabs. Sure. It's whomever wants it more. And right. clearly and looking at Volkan Ozdemir, holy shit. I mean, he, he took a beating in that fight. Can I derail this just for a second? Uh-oh, okay. Well, you know, no, let's let's talk about Ozdemir. I like you uh, wanted to derail this. Well, Go we'll, ahead. We'll We've talk... been derailed already with this whole deal. We, you know what? I'll, I brought let's... Darren Till up in the middle of the fucking 2 or 220 fight card. Hey, did you know? I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I like bold guys. But we'll talk about this, and then I, I have a, I have a, th- right. a question about DC afterwards. Sure. Uh, you, you know, I'll, I'll give it to uh, Ozdemir again. You know, comes into this, part of you goes, this could be interesting. And then you start to see DC piece him apart, just piece by piece, just taking him apart. And then second round comes and you go, this is going to be bad. And I said that, we did say that twice in this weekend's fight. But <laughs> yeah. DC, man, and then you get it, you get to that ground game mm-hmm. and just watching him. And even at the end of the first round, you go, oh boy, you know, another 20 seconds, this fight would not have been no. out of the first round. And well, that's just the power DC has. And and the and the one thing that impressed me too was the strikes. I mean, again, Daniel Cormier he can hit, can absolutely get you in striking, sure. and and is a guy who is accurate enough that he can knock you out. Right. And you know, one thing about DC, I give a lot of credit for guys. Thirty nine, thirty nine years old. Yeah, thirty nine. Just yeah, just for his age and how many fights he's had, he has a hell of a chin. He takes a lot of hits, man. I. I he, it was it was interesting watching him get it get hit Ozdemir left and right and again first round DC probably knows how to take the hits. And, well, and, and we were predicting that weren't we? We were saying Vulcan's going to come out just power game. This right. is going to be from the jump. We're going to see the the absolute utmost power. Right. And props to him. The first couple minutes are like, wow, Ozdemir really coming out hard. Sure. And then sure he and was. Then DC calms him. He weathers the storm, calms right him there. down, and and takes over. And that's the that's the thing about DC. You're you're fighting a guy. Who knows a thing of two about wrestling? And <laughs> Just a little made, bit. Made made it clear that he knows what he's doing, and that's problematic for a lot of those guys. And he knows how to shift his body. So not only is he a guy who will out wrestle you, and obviously he knows how to shift his body around, but that ground game is lethal. He he is a guy who, if he gets down on you, he is hard to get off. Yeah, yeah. He without exorbing a lot of gas on it. Well, and that's and that was seem it seemed to be the uh, I guess the. The mantra of the night for everybody, as far as uh, you know, throwing around your weight in one way or another, and we'll we'll get into that again in the heavyweight fight too, where you you saw weight distribution here and there sure. and balance and everything. And it, 
And uh, Daniel Cormier, again, continues. To me, even without the Stipe fight, is is one of the best ever in the entire lightweight division. I mean, 100%. I, I think he the light heavyweight. Kangaroo Cormier for saying that again. Fucking A. He has a, well, and, and to go to DC, DC is a guy who, if you think about it, there's only one demon he can't get past right now. Yeah, and he's beat him once. Right. Technically, right. sorry. And and that was a fight to go to, to this whole transition of what I was on. Yeah. talking about when he fought Dan, oh, look, we're bringing John Jones back up again. Yeah. That was a fight that was very interesting until he got tagged. It was a very, it was a fight where you go, okay, all right, this is getting interesting. And he leaned into that massive, massive John Jones, and uh, it, it just went south for him. I think that that would be one that ideally – Let's say he goes and if this Stipe fight, everything goes as planned, mm-hmm. and either win or lose to Stipe, could go out with his last fight of his career against John Jones. Might make for an interesting legacy. Maybe not. Maybe he rides off into the sunset, and that's it. Not a bad idea, you know. But I mean, that that could be definitely an option. Sure. Or at the lightweight division, he fights Habib. I mean, I keep talking. Jesus. Don't let me go on about the lightweight division, the light heavyweight division. That's a whole other mess in itself. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, that isn't. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about. Sorry, I keep pushing stuff back. But we'll talk. We no, have so cool. much but, shit to but, pack in. I mean, here. if you think about it, if he didn't fight Stipe, which you and I really were not thinking that was going to be the number one option. Well, um, immediately I said on Facebook, I'm like, oh, he's going to fight Kane. Bring on Kane. Right. Bring on yeah. Kane. I thought Let's Kane, or even, and, and I know a lot of people said, no, I don't want to see Verdum. No, yeah. I think Verdum yeah. earned his yeah. his ability to come and, and get another shot. Especially because if you look at the lineup, you go, mm, you know, Black Beast, love the Black Beast. There I am again. Damn it. Who do I not like? Uh, the Black Beast, um, he's great. God, he's so fun. <laughs> he's so goddamn entertaining. Uh, you know, but he's not there yet. Curse Blades isn't there yet. You know, Overeem coming off of a tough loss to Nganu. He's not up there yet. So, I mean. We don't like GSP. How about that? GSP. Uh, we're going to have to set aside a whole other podcast oh, to talk about okay, it. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of his at this point. I mean, you, you, I mean, we can get into it if you want to, but, I mean, that's, that's going to no, be. No, I'm not. We'll, we'll talk more about it. Yeah, GSP is uh, on a shit list here. I, I don't. The, that's a guy right now I don't like. Hey, how about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah not, no, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that yeah. guy. A good win, but also. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah, you know you're gonna you're gonna tempt me into saying it. I know. You knew damn well he was gonna hold up the fucking division. Right. Over whatever. This is the he's problem got. with with having somebody come back in and going. Man, I want the title. Title shot. No, and, and, I want the title. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm my, I'm still lost. Uh, I, if, Randall, I, if I if I Rousey? if I do his voice, yeah, I'm, it's gonna sound terrible. I'm still my voice is still gone from the shouting Holy from our shit. main event. Yeah. The main event. Yeah. Do, do I get into it? We got we got a little bit of time left. We this is gonna be a while. All right, so we're gonna delve in. To I was thinking about this earlier. Would you say that this is the was I should say was the most anticipated heavyweight matchup championship? Well, even heavyweight matchup in the history of the division outside of maybe, I don't know, Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir was interesting because you yes. wanted to well, see. Well, even even Kane and uh, and Lesnar was one that was like, ooh. Well, know. and then there was Kane and Verdum. That was a real good right. one. This is this is definitely one that, that a lot of people went, okay, I'm going to buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. It's for this fight. Sure. 
And this was one that we mentioned, and I had to clarify what I said last week, where you're going to gain some of the casual fans. And the casual fans are going to come around and say, all right, I see what I, I keep hearing about this Francis Ngannou guy, and he's knocking people out, and, and he's going to face, uh, you know, Stipe Miocic, and, you know, I, I hear he's a firefighter, and, you know, just the, the little things to kind of gauge interest and get you there. It didn't help that Bellator was on the other side, too. Bellator had a hell of a, a championship you know, fight, I'm, or heavyweight I'm, I'm fight. I'm bummed. I'm bummed we can't. We, or that, we, that Grand Prix they're running I, over there. That's a that's great That's a brilliant idea. thing, Isn't by it? the way. What a great way to get Rampage and, and Chael it. Coker's so damn good he, with he is, it. He is. And you know what? Props to him again. He's, you know, watching them put that together, and it's like, the entrance, I like the entrance of, of how it's done. It gives you the WWE feel, but it, it also gives it gives them props to come out and kind of fire up the athletes. That Aaron Pico kid, who yikes, yeah, I don't know who wants to get in there with that dude. I mean, that power. Well, of that think about kid. it. If if you're going, if you're going, all right, I'm gonna block. You know, if you're blocking any any, if you have your face on lockdown, yeah, knowing that guy can knock you out in any part of your body. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, he bruises you. I mean, and he is caught. He is like Pelotor should be patting himself would on the back. Absolutely, and I and I'll tell you what I like the guys they got over there. My <laughs> listen to Ben Asker this week. That was a great interview too. Man, that is a good one. Yeah, he's. I'm um, sorry, he's a good no, we we immediately put. Um, but he was interesting. Um, he was talking about uh Rory McDonald and uh Ma- the Michael Chandler fight. He was talking about that uh go the go that uh the guy that Michael Chandler was fighting. He had such a shitty game plan. Going into the into that fight, Michael Chandler whooped his ass bad, and then uh, the uh, Rory McDonald fight was crazy. Rory had, uh, I guess, a uh, uh, what was it? Uh, did you see his shin? No, I oh, missed it. Oh my yeah. god, tore up. And one, there was a meme, not a meme. There was a there was a response on Twitter somewhere that says shin guard should be illegal. And it's like, oh no, that's Rory's fucking shin. I think it was a hemato- hematosis, or Jesus. it was. It was. I know so- it was something rough. And and to go out there and have the fight that he had, really is a huge statement piece. Um, I uh, yeah, and then and then going on, I know we're trying to. Well, I wish we couldn't skip over Bellator so much because this was a hell of a thing. Even watching Chael and Rampage, and in this in this new you know heavyweight. It would be really interesting to do the Grand Prix in. Uh, although I'll tell you what, the heavyweight division it in the sure UFC makes it interesting. is. Uh, yeah, it you could do it too. I think you could almost do. Well, you'd have to do eight. Could you? Could you? Could you imagine doing this? Maybe when Stipe's gone. How about when <laughs> Stipe's gone? Can you imagine Sorry. shifting? Well, you you should focus. I know this sounds crazy. You should focus on doing that a now. division that maybe is struggling and have that focus. I know that sucks because you're not going to have the draw that you want, but... Okay, name every single division in the UFC outside of uh, the lightweight division and uh, the middleweight division that's not completely just fucked up right now. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And I, I mean, I, the middleweight division and the lightweight division are having their problems right. with their current <clears throat> champions. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that... However, see, the every other division right now is kind of like... Well, we should run this back because there's nobody else worth middleweight. A fuck. That'd be fun. That would be a fun division to throw uh, something like that in. It, I mean, it, as long as somebody's not ducking or or again, I, any injuries of some sort or. And I woke up this morning and I and I thought about it again and I had to really I almost hurt myself thinking about this shit. GSP is the champion of the fucking division right now. Yeah. And I'm thinking about this and I'm like, well, wait a minute. And I here we go again. I'm getting on GSP, aren't I? 
we we are going to go down this road one day and i i don't know um, i feel like i feel like our arguments are valid on this i'm not i don't hate there's the guy there's so for, much news that's a problem well i don't have egregious hate for him there's not any sort of like fuck gsp and this i just don't care the way that the q got fucked up and i understand it for the for the ufc side of it again it's a business it's money right. uh, michael bisping, bisping went through his wars i like michael bisping um you know that fight he had, that's the big money fight he wanted they paid him whatever my problem with it is again, Robert Whitaker was the interim champion. You do hurt, and remember, you hurt those people when you bring back this, uh, the GSP fight. When, yeah. when you bring GSP in, you officially go, "Oh my God, GSP's fighting!" All of a sudden, the guys you're trying to build and bring up, suddenly, they fall into the back because everybody talks about GSP. All of a sudden, you go, "Who the fuck's Robert Whitaker? Who who's this?" You know what I mean? So, by bringing these guys on, you essentially do hurt. This talent that's coming out and again, the talent's gonna be there, but you no, know, it, it goes from, or is this an entertainment or is this a sport? Well, and I know you have to have both in a in a in a combat focused thing, especially something like the UFC that is very violent. But you can't let you know. It's the thing. It's I love CM Punk. Yeah. Come on, man. I I know the whole giving him a second chance thing. He got rocked by Mickey Gall. I mean, that was an embarrassment. And I again, CM Punk really liked the guy. You you cannot have him. Well, and Mickey Gall was two and zero in the UFC, and he was on another level on and at, at that point, right. even fighting. The other thing with this is, is and again we go back to this: you need the casual fans, but you're not going to get everybody. Right. Like th- that's the thing. Like the Flo- you need the UFC benefited from Floyd and Connor. Yep. You, you might lose Connor, obviously, but sure. it's Floyd and Connor. Right. I mean, you need to have that in the, in, in order to to garner some interest because people sure. are going to look at the UFC guy and say. He's gonna fight Floyd Mayweather. Who is this? And you know, people know who people knew going into that fight who Conor McGregor was, regardless. Also, a good but, guy to have come into that fight because again, he's the guy who everybody loves. Yeah, he's a hell of a trash talker. But and, I mean, it brought eyes on to the to the UFC. You need the casual fan. You're not gonna get the problem. Is is the UFC is not the NFL. It's not going to be the NFL. Right. It's almost and I and again, I don't mean it like this, but it's a cult following. But it's it's one of those things that again. You know, even this weekend, you're looking at Derek Brunson versus Jacare Souza, who it's going to be a good oh, man, fight. Man, we didn't even get a sh- Oh, man, no. I wanted to talk. Jeez. Okay. No. We'll, and and we'll, 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 we may do another podcast here within the next day or so. Again, uh, follow us on the Twitter, and, and we'll keep you updated on the Twitter. Um, Yeah, G- the old GSP thing pisses me off because he's not now the, the middleweight champ. But it's like, I still think he's the middleweight champ, but he's not the middleweight champ, and they're going to fight, and then Robert Whitaker's not because he's hurt, and then next... I mean, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I need a damn... I need one of them fucking graphs to tell... Or one of those... uh, It's almost like a fucking tree to tell me who the fuck is the champion in the division anymore. Right. This guy is facing this guy, but he pulled out, and he's hurt, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Right. So, I mean, that's why it gets me really pissed off that I look at this, and I'm like... Okay, we, we need to figure this out better. We we need to and and I feel like now we're getting to that point. Sure. I don't want to see any more of these interim fucking titles okay, with wait. these guys. They, I, it annoys me. I'm trying to think of the one the divisions but, that literally don't have interim or or a guy who is essentially well, I guess if you're injured you you'd have an interim, but it, is it just the heavyweights, the lights? Um let's see what else. There's there's only a couple divisions that really aren't. I mean, everybody else has been active. We will have to get to the press. Did you check out the press conference, by the way, for uh, for um, UFC 223? The no, I'm Max so, Holloway. You know, I'm, I'm, holding, yeah. I'm holding on to it because I'm going to okay. get pumped. And that card's stacked to begin with. That's yeah. going to be a, a long process this to talk Max about. Max Holloway's the man. I'll tell you what. And then you think of Frank, another. I know. Yeah, we love Max Holloway, too. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck for now. They're both dead. They're both great. I, I'm, I'm uh, that card's gonna be stacked. But I will say this about that card uh-huh. is part of you goes, oh my god, this card's awesome. And the other part of you goes, please just everybody get to the yes, finish line, please. Because yeah. so many times we've had I it know. where you know, and that's not that's not a shot a knock at you know. Uh, looking back on Khabib and, and Tony, but like, yeah. you know, there's there's times where it's like, oh my god, we're right there, and then the the next day you're like, motherfuck, you know. But all right, so getting back to UFC 220, sorry, the main event and uh, the most anticipated fight in some time in the heavyweight division, uh, Francis Ngannou taking on Stipe Miocic, and uh, the one thing that drove us nuts leading up to the fight is there was just so much press on, and a guy who hadn't gone past two rounds. And we, what did we say going into that fight? We said, we don't know what Francis is going to be on the ground. Sure. Because, again, a guy that big, he falls on you. And, again, it's in being technical. And, uh, and it's, and again, and I'm not getting into it as, as knocking Francis and Ghana because he's got great striking. His team led him fucking wrong. Man, that was, that stat was the worst. One of the, and I, who knows what Francis said, you know, I'm just going to focus on striking. That was one of the worst teams I've ever seen. The worst. I mean, going, going, and I rewatched it. It's like he's sitting down, he's gassed. They're throwing towels on him, and it's like you could just tell that there is just uh, he's just led by nothing. It well, was just, and, and and part of it's his fault, but you know, it, your team is just they don't know what they're doing. The unknown scared us most of all. Like going into it. We knew and we didn't know any of this going in. No, we knew what you know. Stipe was. We knew he's athletic. He he can wrestle and he does have a good wrestling background. He's fundamentally solid. He's fundamentally solid and he is a good striker. He he has power. He doesn't have Ngannou power cuz no one has Ngannou power. But Francis thought, "I'm going to come in because my team told me I can knock this guy to the moon." And they're still trying to find fucking uh, Overeem. And he got knocked to the moon. And I'm knocking out Arvlowski. And I'm knocking out all these fucking guys. And you know what? It didn't happen. And you know the fucking problem with that is, what did we say about that fight? We said, what happens when you don't get the knockout and you're in the first round, the second round, or you're out of the first round, you're in the second round, you're in the third round, and now you still don't have that knockout. Now, my thing with with Nganu was, well... If he if he catches Stipe and and Luke Thomas did a great job, he's very technical. We we can't be as technical as Luke Thomas. He's tremendous. Yeah, he is um, real. Yeah, he, I I feel like there's some people that, that can do technical, and it just kind of gets boring. Luke Thomas is tremendous at it, mm-hmm. and in and um, it's for us it, it is fascinating. It's something that we really can't can't speak on uh, to a level like him and be interesting talking about it. Luke Thomas just does it well. There's a piece and I'm gonna put it on the tw- on our Twitter page. Um, he breaks down the entire round. I definitely round. think you should. I think everybody should get a, a look at it. And it's amazing what he said. He said, uh, you know, they, that they were talking initially before the fight and saying, well, what do you see in Francis's striking game, you know, that is, you know, maybe not what it, what it, what it is or what it can be. And they said, no, you know, nothing. He's got the power. He's there. But if he misses and he gets gassed, where do you go from there? Because the cardio we thought could be a problem. Now, if he caught Stipe... And got him to the ground. Let's say he he tripped up Stipe and fell. Now Francis, just by sheer strength, might be able to get an arm bar, might be able to get a rear naked choke. He's had, he's had submissions. Yeah, and it and, and he's got four of them, in fact, which sure. was a surprising deal, especially in the short career that he's been in. Sure. And the lack of experience now we know. The unknown 
with the fight Saturday night was, what is this guy on the ground? And what is he going to be when, when he gets it? Because we didn't anticipate that there was going to be a knockout in the first round. We figured, you know, there was that nervousness of, hey, you know, and he caught him. He caught him a sure. few times. You saw that left eye in that first round of sure. Stipe, and it was like, ooh, okay. But he yeah. weathered that fucking storm. You could, this is the time, and I know he, he hit him in the in the face right in the eye, but mm-hmm. um, as far as overall, you in this fight, to give Ngannou some credit, and Stipe, yeah. these guys have a hell of a chin. Yes. A hell of a chin. Ngannou, props to him, really, he got hit. I, I rewatched, I go, Stipe's striking was... Very, very good. It was very good in this fight. Um, Nganu, you know, scary as all hell. Swings for the fences. The one thing you take out of this fight is that Nganu has now become a one-dimensional fighter. Well, and here's the thing. He has tremendous potential. And I think he can be a world title holder. I absolutely think think if he gets in there with somebody, he can do the same thing that he did to Overeem to anybody. The problem is the UFC has to be very, very careful about his next opponent. Can't rush him in there. And his team or somebody has to get on him about getting to the ground, being able to to utilize his size and his strength. Sure. And again, they got to work on the card. The cardio only takes you so far with a guy that big. I mean, again, heavyweights, generally speaking, it's a first round, not a first round, second round fight. And then it, you, you know, you're getting guys to lean on you. Then they're just throwing. And we saw that with Nganu where, you know, our nervousness, we didn't talk about this in the podcast last week, our nervousness with Stipe was, okay, so he gets to the first and second round. And, again, we're anticipating Stipe's going to hold hold. You got You got to get that far. It's, it's you know, with a guy that powerful. Right. You got to get that far. But my concern even with, with that was he got that far. And then, you know, I don't know, Stipe doesn't get comfortable, but he gets in there, he gets settled in, and, yeah, maybe, maybe the word is comfortable. And then – out of nowhere comes flush, and even though he might be tired, but is a right fucking hook or a left fucking sure. uppercut from from Francis Ngannou that decks him and and uh, catches him flush, and the fight's over with. Right. That was the concern from Stipe or from our our side from Stipe, where it's like you got to respect the power all the way through, and this Stipe is, knew that. Yeah, and this is the reason why. Going back to it, sure. Marcus and the guys of strong style. This was what they they went down and piece by piece looked at Ngannou and said. This is what we need to do to beat him. In Ganu's camp, he's got he is a fighter to get better, and not to rag on these guys. Mm-hmm. He needs to get rid of them. They're they're doing him no good. And again, if he was the one saying I'm just gonna work on striking, you as a camp just need to stop and go. No, dude, this guy's very good at different things. He's gonna come at you. He's gonna see what your power. If you're gonna look at, you have to look at it through the other side and go. If I'm versing myself and I'm the baddest man as far as power, mm-hmm. how do you beat that? Well, and there's different levels again of this. That you're not facing, and and we think for Doom would do him worse. I mean, that would be a guy that would get you to the ground and be like, "Ooh, this could be." Also, an unpredictable fighter. Sure, he, he'll come out with whatever the fuck sure. for Doom will do, and and kind of better be ready for it. And so they're trying to figure out who they want to stick him with next, and and it's just like it's an obvious. And you answer, saw that. The hands on the fucking hips. You told me that right right away. You're like, this is prop. You looked at me and went, this fight's going to go bad. Well, only from the simple fact that it's like, 
okay, he's gassed. Yeah. There, I don't know how he's gonna find his way through. And, and sometimes fighters, you know, he's not a Neil Magny. Obviously, we're not sure. gonna. He's not gonna be on cardio on ten. And we see guys sure. have pr- problems with cardio. I mean, it's not like the guy. Most heavyweights are gonna have a hard time at that point. Oh, no doubt, no sure. doubt. I mean, he's carrying around. A, I mean, he's a massive chiseled guy. I mean, this right. this is a this is a the biggest guy we've seen in the heavyweight division in some time. And, and props, really, not to derail you, really. Quick, no, but, no. But props to Stipe getting him to the ground and then using his own body weight against. Well, and that's what Luke Thomas talked about. And again, not not to not to go back onto it. You'll have to watch the Luke Thomas uh, clips. It's 41 minutes long, but he goes through both that fight as well as the uh, um, Rampage fight as well. Um, jail son and rampage. Oh, nice. Um, and he said the one thing he did is he shot the single leg, and and he breaks it down frame by frame. You saw where Francis loaded up, and he almost was like throwing a Superman punch, and it was so telegraphed. And Stipe slips it, comes back through overhand. Then you saw the same thing with uh, he went through. Here comes Stipe. Single leg takedown. He's going to make him stand on his one. He's going to make a large man stand on his one foot. And he's going to see what's going to happen. Generally, the balance is going to be uh, is going to be off and he's going to go down. And Stipe utilized that. And then there was one one point and it was almost like it, it was it was cringeworthy because it's like, holy shit. Like Stipe just was beating the fuck out of him where uh, Ngani was exposed just taking fucking hammer fist. And it's like, you know, there were several times where we thought Herb Dean almost was going to call the fight. Right, and, and props to Herb Dean. You know, he wants, you know, Stipe had him down, mm-hmm. holding his weight, and, and he's like, you know, we want action. And Stipe just looks at him and goes, oh. and he just starts running right, yeah. hunt, getting right back to, to hitting on uh, Ngannou's face for the most part, and body shots. Mm-hmm. Body shots wearing him down. This was a... Uh, I, I, I'm mad because I, I wish when we before when you and I were talking before the podcast, you know, we were, we were championing Stipe. I wish we would have championed him more because we were a lot more positive about it. I think we kind of fell into the hype of going, this guy's scary. And he is. He is. I mean, he hits like a Ford Focus, but I guess you know, <laughs> when you run out of gas at your Ford Focus, what are you going to do? But <laughs> I feel like this was one of those things where rankings really do matter. You know, and then people go, well, you know, What's next for Ngannou? And I'll tell you what. Ne- what's next Fuck for Ngannou? Fuck yeah, GSP says rankings don't matter. What are you talking about? I'm, t- I'm not getting it. I'm not Anyways, the obvious answer for Ngannou going forward is, if you're gonna fight anybody, you're gonna fight Derek Lewis. And let well, me tell you, Derek Lewis is a guy that is I like. I love Derek Lewis is hilarious. He's a great guy. Black Beast in the toe. Black. I love Black Beast. Swinging and banging. God. He's a guy that, first of all, will make it an entertaining fight. We're Ronda Rousey fine-ass at. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. That guy does a great so job. Good. God. I'm going to post that on Twitter. God, he's great. But uh, the one thing I'll say about uh, Derek Lewis is that's a fight that Ngannou, wrestling-wise, Black Beast is a scary guy against Ngannou. But at the same time, that is another one of those fights where it goes, okay, you know, both these guys cardio-wise aren't the best. You know, I, I love I love Black Beast talking about his cardio, talking about the treadmill. That's great, <laughs> but that is a that is a fight that I think can be a rebound fight, or it could be a Derek Lewis propel him forward kind of fight. This could be that's a fight that you have two guys who really, as long as Derek Lewis is healthy from as far as his back, that could be a fight that could really propel Derek Lewis forward, or again make 
and got to rebound a little bit. Derek Lewis is going to be mad at you too. He's like, you can't stick two big black men in the, in the same in the same octagon. What are you doing? Derek Lewis. Let's be honest. Derek yeah, Lewis like wants. He wants Ngannou. He <laughs> wants Ngannou. He does this so he, great. He wants to fight that guy just to get it under his belt and then go. Who's next? I'd like to see the whole Twitter memes back and forth, or the whole memes back and forth, and the Instagram, the goddamn Instagram. I love Derek Lewis's Instagram. He's so funny. That motherfucker is great. He's great. Another guy they they were talking about was Timothy Johnson. That's another matchup that would be uh, intriguing for Ngannou. You know, you can't rush this kid because if they because the the UFC, I really I think this weekend, and that's why we were uh, that's why we were a little bit uh, we were a little we were on one Saturday night because. When he won, we wanted to tell Joe Rogan, Brendan Schaub, all those guys that that were sitting there saying, ah, you know, Ngannou is such a, you know, he hits, and 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 they all know that Stipe is good, but if we just kind of felt like Stipe wasn't getting the respect, and Marcus, our good job on Stipe's part, taking the fucking belt from Dana, and saying, and putting it around his fucking uh, around his back, yeah, and uh, or giving it giving it uh, to uh, Marcus to put around. Uh, Around the champ. I mean, that was that was a nice moment. And he said, he said, I mean, that's my guy. Here's that's my family. Yeah. I mean, right on. Hell yeah. And and to go back to even uh, Joe and, and Brendan and all them, the the thing is, is they they were like us to a, lot, a lesser uh, to an extent of they all went, yeah, there's no way. And then they bought into the hype, just like us. The, the UFC is very good at promoting things. They're very good at pushing sure. things. And even to them, we all sat there and went, man, how is his ground game going to be? He's a big guy. He could. He could take him down, and, and, and this could be problematic for Stipe, but after this fight, you have to sit there and go, going forward, even against DC, you have to go, mm, This this uh, the odds, I know you're going to push towards DC, and it's going to frustrate me. It's going to frustrate Stipe, but you have got to give him a lot more respect going forward. You know, it, it, this was a fight that was – there was no rounds that Ngannou won. Well, and then the other thing, no, yeah, then no rounds not by a long shot. There not, was a, not at all. And the thing that that uh, and that showed it was what was it, fifty forty four? Yeah, I mean that round four yeah, that's, really that that was the that was the worst round he had in the strikes. The strike percentage it was fucking unreal. I wish I had yeah. the stats in front of me. It was something unreal. I I wanted to print them out, but the body armor thing got in the way. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> By the way, after the press, I love that. He's okay. Fourth he Francis is just getting it from he, us body, here. You, well, you know what? The That's fans it. went away right after too. You they saw did. the Stepe fans come out for 24 hours, and then the Kane fans came in, and then it yeah, was like, well, okay, now it's, he's got to be Kane too. So I, I got you. All right, he's got to, he's got to come back well, first. Well, let's, let's but, again. A much respect to Kane. We'll get in. We'll get into that another time. But yeah, the the body armor thing was great. He did go into the uh, for you guys who missed it. They, he went into the press conference, sat down, had body armor. Uh, sitting there, and he kind of just he he turned the bottle and then moved it, which to me goes when I first look at it, I go, oh this is great. And then yeah. I look at it after a while, I go, maybe he didn't do it on purpose. But then I go back constantly, and I'm like, nah, he 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 definitely did it on purpose. <laughs> this this is pretty obvious, and rightfully so. He should be a little frustrated about it. You know, I, I get it. The the facility's open for any fighter to come in there and do it. And Ganu took advantage of it and did it. But man, to, to, first of all. Him being the other underdog kind of blew me away because the Overeem knockout's tough, but at the same time, I even said going in, we don't know really much about him besides he throws a lot of underhooks or he throws a lot of uh, he, he throws a lot of overhands and uppercuts. That's his big thing. And we have never seen, he's never made it past the second round. And you know as much as I do 
that if you're not used to going five rounds at any time and you've only made it through two, you're going to get gassed, man. You're just going to get gassed. You know, DC is a guy who can go five rounds, no problem. You oh, yeah, I mean? yeah. Has the cardio. Uh, I know. I Unbelievably. Sorry, DC. Not a fat joke. If You know. DC, I, I mean, I, he gets enough of that when he steps on the scale at the, at the weigh-ins and stuff. Poor yeah. Bass. That's one thing he's. He, I'm sure he's happy he doesn't have to deal with if he goes and fights Stipe um, is the fucking weigh-in jokes that people want to throw at him. But, um, by the way, that's one thing I want to know. I know Stipe – or I'm sorry. I know DC usually walks around a little bit more at the heavyweight weight. Do you think him jumping a little bit higher in weight and staying there for the fight will affect his overall uh, endurance? Um, you got to think it's going to give up. He's going to give up some, but I, I think this is a fight again that is one of those really, you know, when you look at it stylistically, it's very interesting because you have a guy in Daniel Cormier who might be the might be the best. Re- I mean. His wrestling is is insane. I mean, he's in there with guys like Rock Holt. He's in there with guys like Khabib. I mean, he's he's rolling around with some of these guys who obviously Cain Velasquez. And uh, he mentioned it. He said, you know, if if uh, Stipe and Cain fight and Cain loses to Stipe, I mean, there's no way I'm beating Stipe because I can't beat Cain. Right. So well, now we'll know. I mean, now we'll, we'll re- yeah, now we'll really get a chance. But yeah, no, that's an interesting that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I think that overall, this is going to be a very uh, intriguing fight stylistically because. You like you said, Daniel Cormier has good chin. Stipe has good chin. Uh, Daniel Cormier's wrestling is is I would say advantage is in in Daniel Cormier's favor. He has yeah. a he has a unbelievable. But again, it's one of those things that I you know, jumping up and waiting, staying there for a fight, which I don't think that's gonna be a big deal because again, he is he's around monsters. And when it comes to wrestling, uh, you know, it, it depends on. You know, Stipe, I think a lot of people underestimate the power he has in his punches. And, you know, DC, we've seen, we last fight we saw with DC, well, besides Ozdemir, uh, he, we have saw him get tagged before. You know, we've saw Stipe get tagged before too, but I mean, again, Stipe hits like a Mack truck. This is a, this is a guy who did push Nganu back a little bit with his fists. Nganu, who is a monster. This one, I think, would be a, a one that would go to the ground and then be very intriguing because then then you got a guy in in like that. That's where you you bring this up again, where it's you're, you're unknown waters for DC only only in the sense of they're mammoth, sure. you know, they're monsters walking around over two oh five, sure. and you're gonna face a guy you know who's the best. Did you see uh, Steve's wife also had a problem with the UFC in their Instagram? Mm-mm. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a really? bad. Yeah, Mrs. Miocic. Mrs. Miocic. Yeah, she was not happy with the incident. They were really promote. You, that's also the thing. Like, she was on the same level her, we were. Her uh, picture where he's holding the uh, Swiffer afterwards. <laughs> I was loving that. Like just, just love seeing the like afterwards. This, the Miocic's family just, they're just sitting there afterwards. Like, all right, well, we gotta clean and we gotta go back to work and. I gotta check my snowblower out. Yeah, I love those yeah, right. The post fight stuff. If you, I can't. I don't know how anyone can hate the guy. You know, I, and I, I, I heard a lot of it. Fight. Well, a lot of it was I can't understand him, and I understand. I mean, we understand yeah. Steve. I mean, I have, a, I have, I feel for Steve because I, I have a voice that's not a radio voice. But I do one thing. I'll give Steve a lot of props on is I've listened to a lot of his post conference or his press conferences, uh, post press conferences. He is a guy was very genuine, very good with with his opponent. And he is, he even is after Ngannou. 
This was a different Stipe. This was a Stipe who was a little bit more fired up and really very short about things. And uh, I like that. I think that's going to overall help him in the future. That This could make him, and I know he's not, he doesn't care about, you know, marketing himself as this, uh, you know, uh, anti-hero to the UFC. Uh, but he's a guy who literally you look at and go, this is a guy who is marketable. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> he's a guy who's very marketable, but the thing about it is, I think the UFC has got to see what they have in him. And I think Dana White respects Stipe. I think they were really just hoping Ngannou was a story that they could pull. And I think afterwards, I think Dana went, this was bad. Like, he immediately regretted it. We'll even look at Cyborg. Cyborg is is the uh, is the female version at this point where she's just knocking people just dead in that division. Right. And albeit it's, it's a newer division, but she's knocking people dead in that division. And it's like... You know, you want to see somebody like that in a heavyweight division, and I think they the not it's not Francis's fault per se. Yeah, he talked a little bit, and yeah, he didn't he his mouth cat uh, or cashed a check that uh, her he, he cashed a check his mouth couldn't cash or you know you know what I mean. I'm I'm oh, it's been a long <laughs> yeah no I gotcha that his ass couldn't cash. The uh the the thing about that is that he had heard from everybody his camp everyone that hey you're the baddest man out here baby this is this is gonna be easy. And it's not. It's not. There's level. I mean, even you were talking about the stats. I mean, here, you're looking at, at takedowns. Stipe had 14 attempts at a takedown. Do you know how many Francis had? Uh, None. Uh, One, Francis had two? as many as me and you that night. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he had. Yeah. The guy who took the sink down had more of takedowns than, than, That's than true. Francis. That's true. He that had was... zero. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm wrong. One, I'm I'm scaling down to one landed. Well, okay. Yeah, well, somebody said it Sunday when we were. I was talking to somebody that didn't see the fight, but they were looking at the stats, and he said one. And I don't remember it either. If it was, it was not for very long. I don't remember anything. This is clear, apparently. And I have the stats in front of me. Jesus, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, okay, so he had one. Okay, so he had one more than us. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I took down the sink. I don't know. Whoa. I mean, what? <laughs> okay, so you and him oh, were tied. Wait a minute. Uh, 14 attempted by Stipe. He landed six. Zero on the other side for Francis. The striking's going to be very interesting. 42% to zero, obviously. Uh, he got him in uh, half guard once and had him in side guard three times. Which we knew was gonna. he was going to do side I I could tell that you know Stipe is a guy who is going to go I I think a lot of analysts would have told you that that would have been the most uh made the most sense for him I I think that's his most comfortable way of doing it Yeah I mean yeah I Obviously I mean it, it looked good I mean he he looked phenomenal Yeah I mean here here's the sc- I mean this this is the I mean look at the striking Yep I mean it's again different. I Thirty-two, yeah. Yeah, this was, it was. This was, yeah, that was rough. I mean, Francis. Uh, Francis had gotten Stipe a few times, and again, you saw it on that left eye, and that was mainly in that first round. And sure. then Stipe was able to come through with with uh, a couple of nice shots, and you know, he admitted I underestimated Stipe. Well, that's what you. That's what everybody fucking says, right? You know, that's again, why he's frustrated. And again, he 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 even said before the fight, he goes, "I like being the underdog because I get to shut people up," and that's what he did. He doesn't care. He genuinely doesn't care. No, he doesn't. And, the, and the thing again about this is he sits there and says, you know, I know you all prepped and, and hyped and, and did everything you could at this point to try to, 
you know, get this in forward towards, um, you know, you know, try to move, move it towards France. You know, all you heard was Francis. I can't wait to see. And that's why, again, and, and not to Joe Rogan and Brendan, but, you know, you heard this from so many people, even the casual fans, where it's like, yeah, he's going to beat him. You know, and it's and it's like, no, 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 it's it's much more deeper than that. You know what I mean? And and it's the same thing, you know. And we do this, say that with Joe Rogan and those guys. Where you buy into the hype, and hey, everybody does. Well, and I think another thing and, too. And, and we at point in times we bought into it too, where it's like sure. this is going to be a tough fight for Stipe because he's got to face a guy with ridiculous power. And we've seen, like you said, Stipe get has been knocked down before. Right. You're going to see a guy come in there with the most incredible power amongst anybody. And and you could get caught flush and go down. Right. And again, we we uh, it's hard too because you and I are we're gonna be biased. So we're it's one of those things where it's like we're a little defensive of him, but at the same time we see his perspective. By the way, props to Jessica Guy for a win. It's another one. I know it's strong style. I had to I had no, to sorry. slip her name in this because she had a you know another. It was good for her to finally get back on track. So but it, was, it is amazing att and you have. Uh... You have John Donaher. You got uh, you have um, you know Jackson Wink. All those guys. All just uh, and then just a little strong style right down the street. Right. His you easily can miss strong style. The baddest man on the planet. Right. Yeah. Stevie Miocic. Isn't that funny? That is that's still just unreal to me. And and again, he didn't. It, uh, you know, depending on who you were talking to, you said you know it was a boring fight. Yeah, it's a boring fight because there was no not nobody got knocked the fuck out. Sure. But to me, it was a great fight. I like the fact that if I decided my house, you know, if I unintentionally caught my house on fire, that there might be a chance the world heavyweight champ is going to come in and save my ass. <laughs> That's funny. That's what makes me happy. <laughs> Until it's somebody else and I go, go away. <laughs> yeah, he's off that day. He's like, son of a bitch. No. But, um, but uh, you know, listen, this is a hell of a card. Um, A lot of people who I feel didn't have a dog in the fight kind of were like, well, it's kind of boring, a five-round heavyweight fight. It's like, no, man, now we get to see a man who I think got his due. And I think a lot of people gave him a lot of credit. And, you know, I know we're wrapping up here, but the the one thing you could take away from this whole thing is this is the reason why there's rankings and levels. And DC said it. We're going to see where the levels are. And this, you know, obviously DC against Ozdemir, there was levels mm-hmm. to it. Steve and Ngannou, there's levels to it. Absolutely, absolutely, and then and, and uh, we, we're gonna see it uh, tomorrow night with uh, Derek Brunson and Jacare Souza. I know. I wish we didn't have. I wish we didn't run out, run out of time. I no, and we may do him. another podcast too right before uh, the the end of the weekend too. This is a Friday evening podcast. We're now on iTunes, so uh, go check us out on iTunes if uh, you get a chance to. We're gonna try to keep a consistent schedule here. I know. Again, we run a little long. We're gonna try to shorten it down. Um, we are going to do live video or live video video in general Hopefully, with yeah. uh, some content available on on uh, on some of these podcasts that uh, can kind of get the fans involved. And again, uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, it's going to be uh, the right hook. Basically, we we couldn't get the name, so uh, it's going to be T R H underscore podcast mm-hmm. at uh, Gmail if you want to email us. Um, we also have the Twitter account um, that's going to go for Twitter as well. As the YouTube channel, we're gonna try to utilize this a little bit more. Yeah, and Patreon again. Patreon is uh, the right hook, um, so you can find us on there. It's the boxing glove with the mic. Uh, can't miss it. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it's we're we're slowly rolling things out. We're learning. You know, if somebody goes, "Hey, your your levels sound low," it's <laughs> you know, I'm 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 exporting it and handling it. I'm not much of an audio guy, so um, you know, just trying to learn and and uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll get better. Video, I'm I'm a little bit better on, so that's positive. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. That's going to be fun. And, and uh, I, I can't wait to actually have uh, some content available for, for everybody and be a little bit more interactive. We, we are, like I said, we're, we're uh, trying to get uh, a little bit more involved with uh, the fighting fans out there. Again, we just like to talk fights. Yeah, my, my, my homework for the week is uh, to not talk about the XFL next weekend and uh, <laughs> to find a fighter that I actually hate. No, which I'm sure I'll find one. I think we I think we have a winner this week. I'm just you know. Oh man, but yeah, we will uh, we will shorten down our podcast. I know the first one went 90 minutes. This one looks like it's uh, just going to be just a tad short of 90 minutes here. Um, but again, we will try to uh, get the podcast down in time wise too. And uh, again, you can visit us on the SoundCloud and also find us on uh, the iTunes channel, which we're excited about. So we're hoping to uh, hear back from from some of the listeners, too. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent comments. Uh, we'd love to hear from you either way. Um, if you have any questions, also, we are going to try to get the show a little bit more segmented down uh, down uh, the line here so we can um, so we can basically uh, keep this organized. I feel like it's almost on ADD. I derailed us a million times. That's okay. That's that's what makes it fun. We're, there's mm. so much we're trying to pack in in such a short time yeah. that I'm glad we can kind of put in you know whatever we want and and uh, you know again we're always up to open to suggestions. This is our second one, yeah. so we're, we're going to get better and better. And you know, we hope. Yeah, I hope I have more podcasts talking about you know dogs trying to attack me and and sinks that some dude ripped out of a wall. I still can't believe him walked in. This thing's all knocked over. <laughs> you don't, yeah, Good God, shit. yeah. Well, I'm like, we're gonna get thrown out of here before the Steve Bay fight. Rest in peace, uh, uh yeah. Sink. All right, mm. peace, sink. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll about do us do it for us here. Uh, again, uh, check us out on uh, the Patreon page. That's gonna be the right hook. And uh, we will have uh, an updated schedule here coming up on the Twitter page. Hopefully, um, we'll post some more content up there. Give us a follow if uh, you will. And, again, we do appreciate you listening to us here. And, again, um, any other closing comments you have? No, I think it's um, get ready for the weekend. It's going to be fun. There's gonna yeah, be looking fight night. Uh, fight night's going uh, to be a good time. I think we'll try to figure out what's going on in the middleweight division. I we'll, so. we'll delve Jesus into it. Christ. <laughs> We don't. Do we yeah. have another forty-five minutes talking about. <laughs> no, God damn it! Geez. We'll do it one other day. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right. Well, that'll about does it for us again. Again, we appreciate you listening to us. And again, you've been listening to the right hook. And always watch out for the right hook. Oh man, I, I fucked it up again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>